2: MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code Drinkin'Bros Bros to secure your deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.
0: Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports. We got we've got a, one of our our homies back on the show.
3: Uh, yeah, return guest. Homies. We're, I'm always no, we're homies, dude. I'm always surprised when people come back a second time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I feel like you guys are long-lost brothers, and eventually you will both be in the woods killing people together at some point. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's wearing camo in his fucking office. I can't see just him. Just in case. I, Nick Mangold, I can only see your head, the camos covering yeah. everything else up.
1: Well, yeah, it's a floating head. You know, I wanted to give that kind of illusion thing. People use backgrounds all the time. Yeah. I figure I'd make it like a real-life, uh, you know floating head extravaganza
3: I had an idea the other day instead of trying to develop new stealth technology why don't we just clone John Cena and duct tape him to the outside of all of our stealth fighters
0: oh yeah because they would never be able to see it I like mm-hmm. that a lot like yeah and every time Bugs. somebody does try to look it's boom he does this he's
3: I mean it's it's just a it's a fucking stealth bomber and it's John Cena's all over the place. Is constantly doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even if you can't see it, you're going to be so distracted by him doing this, you won't notice the bombs. <laughs> that's my
0: theory, at least. I'm a I'm a huge fan of that idea. I'm also I mean I've I've been getting really nostalgic for wrestling lately. Um, have you been watching that A and E doc, Nick? That's on uh, right now. No, I haven't. Week by week. They're doing, it's an eight part series, and each one is a different wrestler, like one of the best of all time. And it started off with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then uh, yesterday we actually had uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, his agent on the show. Um, he's got Magic Johnson and a bunch of other people, but um, the conversation always veers into wrestling for whatever reason. It, it was huge growing up for me as a kid. Who was your dude in wrestling? Like who was your last dude?
1: Um. So th- that's tough. I had a handful, um, and I know it's it's flashy now, but I was an original rock guy. Um, you know the people's elbow, mm. uh, people's eyebrow. Like that was that was a big thing. I was also a big fan of Mankind. Mm. Um, he was fantastic, and then I got sucked into the Undertaker. Um, I, I love the Undertaker. Yeah,
0: he lives like twenty minutes from here.
1: Yeah, we got to oh,
0: nice. we, we got to get him on the show. Everybody's asked to get him on the show. I didn't know he he lived that close. We just, yeah, we will eventually. I'm down. Yeah, I, so so me, I, I'm I'm more old school. Obviously, Ric Flair uh, was my dude, and then uh, you know I, lo- I look, I loved Hulk, um, but also Savage and those guys. I just love the personality of of Randy Savage, um, and we we keep talking about this. It seems to be a never ending theme wait, on this wait, show. Wait, wait. I'm not sure that uh, cocaine is a personality. Oh, I think it is. If if it's used properly, it is. But it depends on who's using it, right? Like, if it's Jordan Belfort trying to motive, motivate his whole office to go steal money from people, like a Wolf of Wall Street shit, yes, dude, mm-hmm. cocaine is, is exactly what you need. If you can handle it and be at the top of your game, I don't know that there's a better drug out there for, are we, for that type of stuff. Are we saying that he was good at handling it? Yes. Savage? For a while, at least. I mean... Look, you can't fault age. Like he, he had to retire because of age. No, he didn't. I mean, what, what, how did he die? He Died of a heart attack. See what I'm saying? Steroids. <laughs> steroids. Nick, come on. It, savage. Honest opinion. Did he die of a, a cocaine or, or steroids?
1: Um, I gotta say that uh, they probably both had an equal hand. Um, <laughs> the cocaine probably ramped things up, and the steroids probably tore him down. Yeah. So it. Um, it was an equal opportunity of both uh vices that I probably took him down
3: yeah you probably yeah. your heart's only got so many beats it's actually that's actually not true your heart has plenty of beats in it but a long term uh, uh anabolic steroid use without the right recovery periods makes your heart get larger mm-hmm. over time, yeah. right? That's uh, That was Andre the Giant's problem, too, but it was happening to him naturally.
0: Well, he had that growing problem yeah. where he just well, kept made growing. his heart
3: get bigger and bigger and bigger until it fucking popped.
0: Yeah, that thing, dude, by the way, that talk was on the other day, too, um, the, the HBO one of, mm-hmm. of Andre the Giants. Vince McMahon was crying at the end of it. I like Everybody I, fucking loved that dude. Yeah. And apparently he would drink 70 beers,
3: and that's just like him drinking.
0: A normal night out, yeah. yes, yeah. And they said, you know, typically he would run through 120 to 140 beers a night and that was just like his his average routine because he was in so much pain because he just kept growing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine how much you would have to pee if you drank that much?
3: <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's a big boy, so I don't know if he was uh, retaining a lot of that, but he, I guess it is. If, he's, if it's growing pains he's dealing with, plus the pain of being a professional wrestler, it's kind of like being a Russian toddler and you're just drinking vodka all the time. That's what they do, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russian toddlers, instead of giving them uh, things to teeth with, right? They uh-huh. just hand them a bottle of fucking pop-offs. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. And a plastic bottle, that way they can chew on the bottle afterwards to, for the teething. No one loves a good bottle of plastic pop-off than I do, by the way. Yeah, I that's what I drank exclusively during my senior
0: post-graduation trip. My freshman year at Ohio State, that's what I exclusively drank, was a uh, pop-off in a plastic bottle. Because it was $15 for a fucking handle
3: yep. of that shit. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> Mine was uh, senior year of high school exclusively pop-up really yeah. no shit yeah that's oh, yeah.
3: that
0: was mine senior year of high school that's pretty much all i drank yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah wild weird wild stuff it makes sense it makes sense yeah. um Want to want to chat with you uh your thoughts on the nfl draft uh obviously i'll use any opportunity to squeeze in that ohio state was uh, number one with 10, 10 people drafted um, big fan. it would have been a lot more if a and those guys when it came out, to be honest with you, but they probably would have broken the record tied with Alabama. Were you happy where, where Chris field, I mean, where Justin Fields went um, and, and do you think he's going to do it at the next level?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I think Chicago got an amazing deal um, seeing him fall all the way to what it was 11. I think it was.
0: Yeah. Um, 10 or 11, somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: Somewhere in there. And so having that guy fall that far when he was considered, you know, quite possibly the number two pick. Um, I think they got a lot of value in that. And, you know, I think being from Ohio State, he's prepared for that weather um, and kind of suited for that Chicago weather. Uh, So I'm excited for him.
3: Yeah, Is there going to be a fucking battle to see who starts there, you think? With Andy Dalton? I mean, Andy Dalton is a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's... He's he's an above-average NFL quarterback.
0: He's an older guy. I would say... They'll probably keep him like four or five games like a Fitzmagic uh, type of situation. Then yeah. they'll, put in, uh, they'll put in fields because you, don't, you think, don't draft it. You don't trade up and then just yeah. kind of bench him.
3: I want to hear what you think about this because I think that's a mistake. What I said, and I said this the night of the draft, I think they should start fields because what, ha- what always happens is you've got a veteran guy, whomever it is, and you start him. If he has two or three bad games in the first five, everybody's just losing their fuck. All the fans are like, get rid of him. Fucking bring him in fields. Just let fields start off what's the worst that can happen? He doesn't do well and you bring in the other guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know this better than anyone. What's, what's the, what's the best course of action for somebody like that? Will you, will you draft a kid that high.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if you had someone like, uh, you know, when you had Brett, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and you were able to sit Aaron for a, a handful of years, cause you had the gunslinger of Brett Favre there. Um, you know, that makes sense. But when you have, um, I would say at least an average quarterback of Andy Dalton, um, and you've traded up to get this franchise quarterback, as long as you believe in the pieces around him so you believe that the offensive line can protect him you believe that he has weapons to throw to um i say you know starter um you know if you aren't 100% sure on your offensive line um you don't want the kid getting shell shocked early on um i'd wait wait and see so um it really is going to be a comfort level of all the pieces around him um and not so much between the two quarterbacks
0: yeah and i wonder Let's see. That Robinson kid is still there at wide receiver. Um, yeah. Their backfield is... Allen Robinson. Yeah, their, their backfield is... Look, they have a great defense. All they were really missing is, is kind of that guy at quarterback. Well, I don't know how good their line is, but they've
3: got Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, both of whom are good tailbacks. So they, they could run an offense similar to what Baltimore runs, minus, uh, obviously, they don't have a quarterback that's going to move around like that. Sure. Uh, but they could run a... a uh, a split-back formation offense. Uh, I don't know what their tight end game is. I mean, they still got Jimmy Graham on uh, on on the roster, but they've got Cole Kemet as well. Okay. So they might run one of those heavy offenses where it takes a lot of the pressure off the quarterback. You know what I mean? If you have a great defense like that, it's probably a smart idea to come out of the gate with that.
0: Yeah, and maybe ask Fields to run a little <laughs> bit. Um, we'll maybe, see.
3: but shit. I mean, I think you got to let him catch up to the game speed of the NFL before you start cutting him loose to run. You I know. Because I mean? – they, the the reason the reason the option doesn't work in
0: the NFL is because linebackers are fast as fuck in the NFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but but again, you did you played on the Jets, like you know what it's like for, for a rookie to come in and start. Mm-hmm. What would you peg a prediction at for Bears wins this year?
1: Oh, uh, see, I got myself in trouble on uh, <laughs> which show it was Pat Pat McAfee show mm-hmm. um, where I made a bet with Pat over the jets and the Colts, um, win totals last year, I um, ended up having to do a shot of barbecue sauce that failed miserably for me. So I know that my predictions are not good. Um, and so, I mean, they do have a great defense. If they tailor it right, I would put them at least eight and eight.
0: Ooh, I was, I was going to give them six wins. Yeah, um, uh, well, my, my over under six for that, team. that,
3: that division is, uh, well, we don't know what that division. We don't know what it's like, going to, to be, be. Honest. Yeah. Now, here's the latest out of uh, out of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, people are not very. When I say people, I mean other teammates on the Packers. Specifically, Devonte Adams not happy that all this is going on, and he said if Favre or Favre if if, if Rodgers doesn't come back, that's going to make him think twice about coming back as well. So now they've got an existential crisis on that roster, and you have to make a decision. Rodgers is telling everybody. Like, I've heard it on CBS, I've heard it on Fox, I've heard it on ESPN, he's telling everybody, I'm not coming back. Fuck those guys. Yeah, And he's got, he can, he's one, he's already one of the best of all time. He's already got his chip. He's got a job lined up where he can make 15 mil a year at Jeopardy. So what's the impetus to keep him there? You know, I don't know. What can they give him?
0: Well, and this is what I was thinking. The the last rumor I heard last night, as of like midnight last night, was that they were going to give him a higher contract with a lot more money. He doesn't give a fuck about it. There's no way he cares about the money. That's what I think. What's your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I don't think he cares about the money. Um, And it's funny that he happens to be at the one franchise that doesn't have a, uh, a true ownership. Um, where I think that would be your biggest carrot that you could dangle in front of him is, you know, offer him when the time comes, uh, he gets a piece of the franchise, Mm. but in in green Bay, he couldn't do that. So, um, you know, I don't think there's anything they can offer him unless they just say, Hey, you know what you make all the roster decisions on the offense uh, and we'll live with that, that maybe that'd be enough. But I, I, I mean, I just don't see, I think the money. I think he's good with the money, Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, unless you're talking like a billion dollars, which would be impossible, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I don't think you're going to move the needle that way.
0: Yeah, I I don't think so either. And uh, it's fascinating how this is all going to play out over uh, the next few months because you're you're going to start getting in training camp and OTAs and all those. Well, there's yeah, there's one in
3: June. a mandatory Packers camp I think the first through the fifth mm-hmm. and if he doesn't show up he gets fined a hundred grand basically yeah he definitely won't be there no he will not, not nor <laughs> nor does he care about a hundred thousand dollars uh and I don't know they they could trade him I suppose they're saying they're not gonna do that the other option is that they trade for pieces to help him which I think would also help but I don't know who's out there that they can I don't I mean they, they're certainly Kenny Stills is the first guy that pops up as a free agent wide receiver and the Kenny Stills is not a difference maker. Well, frankly. I I've
0: got one. Cause I was thinking about this last night before you, you know, we knew, we knew you were coming on today. Um, the Falcons are, I'm, I'm a diehard Falcons fan. The Falcons. From what I've heard on the inside are going to get rid of Julio Jones before the season starts. Would Julio Jones to the Packers be enough to appease him? Cause then you would have Julio and Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones. Um, instead of paying Rogers more money, just get him what he wants and get him a big time wide receiver. Julio still probably got a, a good two or three years left in him. Would that make
1: sense? I, I think it, it would definitely help. It, it just depends on how fractured the relationship is between Aaron um, and the Packers. I mean, right. if it's, if it's beyond repair, you know, you can bring in all the shiny toys that you want and it's not going to matter. Um, you know, if it's just kind of posturing, then, yeah, I think if he gets his his weapons and what he wants, then, yeah, I think he'd be fine. So it, it really depends. And I, I mean, I don't think anybody knows other than probably a handful of people you know, what really, um, how, how deep those cuts are uh, between Aaron and the Packers.
0: Yeah, and, and look, you know, obviously we didn't play in the NFL and you did. Mm-hmm. What is that like inside the locker room when, when a story is this public and everybody knows what's going on Um, are you more pissed off at your teammate or are you pissed off at the ownership?
1: Um, I I think you kind of stay out of it because you never know if you're going to end up being in that, you know, I had, I watched a Revis go through with the jets Mm -hmm. um, a handful of times and, you know, it was never, obviously I wanted him there. um, And we always just kind of assumed that he would be there. um, So it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, you always kind of left it alone and said, Hey, you know what? That's, this Revis's business—that's the Jets' business—has nothing to do with um, you know my business or how we're trying to develop this as a team. Um, and you really have to remove yourself because if you do dive into the muck of it and say, "All right, I'm pro Revis" or "I'm pro Jets," um, you know it, it, it's going to end up bad one way or the other. And now you know if you were anti-Jets and like, "Hey, just pay Revis what he wants," right. now you're going to have a little chip on your shoulder when when it comes time to talking for yourself. Um, and so, it, you know, it's best just to stay out of it.
3: Well, when the cow, when, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was sitting out, the the players seemed like they supported him. Yeah. Which was odd because, I mean, I, look, I know the players want to set a standard for getting people paid, obviously, because it benefits their interest, but... Paying a uh, uh, running back, that amount of money, has literally
0: never worked out in history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't name a time that it has. Well, it's because it hasn't. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe Adrian Peterson on one of those contracts, but that's about it. Uh, maybe. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an outlier. Emmett Smith. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> uh, there's a handful of those guys. Yeah, um, The ones that do are guys like you, who play like center. I mean, shit. Um, fuck, the money for centers is going through the roof. Uh, you really you've seen some of these contracts. Do you look at it and be like, God damn it, man. I wish I was still playing.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I do. And I also remember, you know, when I got my second contract, I remember some of the older centers that I knew in the league was like, Oh, I, I wish, um, I wish I had started playing, you know, 10 years later. And I think that's just kind of the natural cycle, um, that, you know, as, as guys keep getting more and more money, but I look at some of the contracts and remember how hard I fought, uh, to get mine and then seeing, you know, uh, I'm not going to say scrubs, but um, mediocre guys getting you know, more than I was making. I was like, wait a second here. Um, and, but it is, it, it is nice that the centers are, are finally, I think, really being um, thought of and realize that we're kind of a vital tool um, in, in the offense.
3: Well, shit, everybody's – I mean, the draft has reflected that for, yeah. uh, for a, quite a while.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. salaries are
3: catching up to the draft now. I guess maybe I don't know. I, I was surprised. You were talking about um, the the problems of having a young quarterback with a with a, a, a bad offensive line.
0: Shit. I mean, we saw it last year with Burrow, and they went out and got Jamar Chase in round one. Yeah, yeah. They didn't protect him. What do what you think of that? Uh, they, they, Penesul was sitting right there. What would you have done in that situation
1: for Joe? I Burrow? mean, I. I, I... I was shocked that they didn't, I, I understand what they you know, they're trying to get the weapons and everything. And that, you know, you believe that you can develop guys and piecemeal them together. Um, but when you, when you put the investment into your quarterback um, and then have him, you know, laying on the ground and injured in his rookie season, um, it, it's not a good look. So, um, you know, unfortunately it's, it is the Bengals and, you know, eh. me, um, <laughs> but it's, um, it's kind of par for the course. But hopefully they figure it out because I do like Joe Burroughs. I think he's a, a, an awesome mm. uh quarterback. I, I think he's a good guy. Another Ohio guy. So yep. uh, I want to see him do well. Um and so I hope they figure it out for him. Do you, same, and do I you like his
0: moxie on that guy. Yeah, you know, he's, he's good.
1: Just the,
3: he's a winner. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you have a is there a team in the NFL you root for now? Is, like, it, like, is, is it still the still team the Jets? from is it the team from childhood or is the team you played for, I guess?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely the Jets. Um and I think You know, once you we always joke, like once you see the sausage being made, you you might not want to eat it. Um, And so once you once you're in the professional world of sports, uh, you kind of lose that fandom um, a little bit. And so uh, I used to be a Bengals fan growing up. Um, That was my team. Um, But now watching it through my kids eyes and they're all Jets fans, um, you know, it's I got to stick with the team. Um that they're they're now in love with, so it it makes it fun on Sundays. Well, except we haven't won, so not so fun, but at least you know I'm enjoying it together. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh don't know what they're doing to get better. Were you a fan of the Zach Wilson pick?
1: Um, yeah, I mean he seems like a good kid. Um my biggest fear is that he hasn't left the state of Utah. Um and you're coming into the bright lights of the big city. Uh, how's that going to uh, affect him, and, and how's, it, how's he going to manage that? And so that, that's my biggest fear. As long as um, they don't try to put too much on him and he doesn't try to do too much um, by way of you know, media, PR, all that kind of stuff, um, and just gets better at, at doing what uh, he does best and let's play football, uh, he can do well. Um, I just There's so much pressure here in this market to, to get a winner um, every quarterback that comes in like, is this the next Broadway Joe? Um, and so ha- dealing with that pressure is tough.
0: It is. And, uh, you know, you, you wonder if people are ready for it. Uh, uh, and I looked at a story yesterday and I thought to myself, why did they bring that guy in there? Was the other person might not be ready for it. Tim Tebow going to the Jaguars. Look, I, I we both know the religious backgrounds of of Trevor Lawrence and uh Tim Tebow. Uh also Tim Tebow was known as it was a, a great leader uh when he played football. Are they simply bringing him in to kind of mentor Trevor behind the scenes or are they really legitimately going to try to have him be a tight end option?
1: I I don't know what they're doing. Um <laughs> you know, I find it shocking. Um it's even that it was even talked about early on i mean i I, I found it funny i you know you assume jacksonville urban being there you know the uh, connection was instant but then like all right that's just going to die out and so now that it's it's actually happening he's going to come out as a tight end um i i don't get it it doesn't make sense he hasn't played football in what eight years um and even then you know he he was a quarterback and didn't do it that great um I don't I don't know what he's shown. It's like, hey, listen, I'm a tight end in the NFL. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, because now every guy in that locker room has to answer questions about Bill. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a huge distraction, especially when you have two first round draft picks from the same school that are both elite offensive players coming in. Mm-hmm. You'd think you'd want the attention on them. And not on some guy that never really did anything.
0: Or was that, the, was that the intention of, like, hey, let's get the pressure off of Trevor? Trevor and Lawrence
3: doesn't buckle under pressure. I don't think they're if, – if Urban's worried about that, then he severely misread that situation. Now, here's what I heard. I heard that he's bringing him on for two reasons. One is that's the only way they can get him involved, and Urban wants to make him a coach on that team. Okay. Right? And that's a way to get his foot in the door, like, hey, you know, obviously we can't keep you a tight end.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Why don't you come work with fucking whomever about whatever, right? Oh, all right. The other reason is to legitimize himself as an NFL coach from a guy that he had success with back in the day. Like, to tell people, like, hey, Urban knows
0: what he's doing, man. Yeah,
3: yeah, right? yeah. Which is kind of pathetic, to be honest, if that's true. But that is something that came out of that camp, so
0: I don't know. I Did mean, you that- play with him? Because wasn't Tebow, didn't he have a year at the Jets? Were you there?
1: I was. What? So 2012, what? I think.
0: Yeah, what's the – I he was only there, what, a year, I think?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You you know him. What's he like in the locker room? How is he as a person?
1: Um, I mean, he's a fine enough person. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy um, how much, like, to me, there's uh, such a machine behind uh, the aura of Tebow. Um, and sometimes it's just, you, you look at it and you're like, well, yes and no. It's he's yeah, he's working hard, but, you know, is he really that good? No, Um, you know, and he's kind of he's a little odd. Um So I just I have a hard time seeing him, you know, when they talk about all right his locker room presence for Urban him coming into a locker room, um, you know, because he, he has such an aura around him being like, all right, you know, I'm going to get these guys together yeah. as a tight end. Like it just yeah, I, I don't. Weird. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Even, even if Uh, he
3: was coming in as a backup quarterback, that still wouldn't be the case because in baseball, you can have a veteran come on and he can be a platoon player, pinch hitter, bullpen dude, whatever it is, and be a clubhouse leader in the NFL. And I want to hear your thoughts on this because this is what I've understood to be the case forever. You don't come into the NFL, ride the pine Like Charlie Whitehurst was never a leader in the clubhouse in the the locker room rather. he was, he was, he was, Clipboard Jesus. You yeah. know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't fucking giving motivational speeches and shit like that. Ray Lewis. That's a different type of leader, though. No, it's not. <laughs> Ray Lewis gave motivational speeches because everybody knew he was out there putting on the line every day, right, on defense, on offense. The leader has to be the quarterback. It has to be. Like, if you, if you have one of your linemen or one, a skill position player yelling at the quarterback or yelling at the team, the quarterback's like, all right, guys, let's do this. Afterwards, yeah. that team's going to suck. You know what I mean? So I don't know, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know from the, from a backup tight end at best case scenario, how the fuck he's a locker room leader. How's
0: that work? I, I'm not sure the, I, you said something interesting though, that I'm not going to let slide. You said he was an odd guy. What was so odd about him? And what's, what's the oddest thing that he did that,
1: that it- um, the, the big one for me was always, we had this, uh, we had a screenplay put in, and every team has it and, um, where the tight end um, attempts to block a little bit and then kind of, you know, makes it feel like he got beat, and then rolls out. Quarterback rolls yeah. um, and throws it back to the tight end, um, and I think we refer to it as the uh, why, oh shit screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kelsey so, does
3: that, and he actually falls down on the ground sometimes when he does it. Then pops back up and runs his route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah really which cool. is awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like
1: when they really when they really sell it, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and so we're in practice and. Tim being the backup quarterback would get, you know, one or two reps every team period. Um, and he comes in and, um, you know, everyone's already seen the script. They know what plays they're running and everything. And so Tim comes in and he, he gives a formation um, and he goes, and the why, um, the why, oh, you, you guys know what it is. We're like, no, Tim, what is it? <laughs> and he would, he would not curse and like, it just, he would not do it. And it just, it was one of those things like I get the whole religious side of everything. Um, but, you know, when you take it so far into, you know, being weird about it, you know, in your job, that just it kind of rubs you the wrong way. Yeah,
3: It's kind of off putting
1: to be honest. Yes.
3: And it's a, that was a thing in the middle actually, if you read Malcolm Gladwell's latest book, he speaks to that. One of the guys that he talks about in the book was kind of a nerdy uh, strategy guy mm-hmm. that wouldn't use profanity and stuff, and the other people didn't really trust him because of it.
0: Yeah, I don't trust anybody who doesn't swear. No, people who swear, by the way, are statistically more honest. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's just my type of peeps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not that that's... I mean, I get,
1: you don't have to be. I get if you don't want to me. be out there, just you know, saying every swear word you know known to Jesus. Um, but you know, when it's in a play call you are not you're not doing it in a derogatory way like it's just that is what it is
0: yeah but christ is always watching nick and uh he's watching this show today and i'm going to be honest he's real disappointed in you uh, mm.
1: understandable mm. uh, he's don't worry he's got a laundry list of things he can be disappointed <laughs> <about>. <laughs>
0: you should have you should have made him just change the name um satiba so was trying to do cancel culture before it was popular you got to you got to <laughs> give him that at least um that's yeah. hilarious that's hilarious, but uh, yeah, he'll be down there with Trevor Lawrence. They got uh, ACN there. Um, I, and I can't remember in recent memory, a quarterback and a running back, uh, both from the same team, starting on the same team in the NFL. How would that translate for you? Like if, you know, if you had a, co- um, I, like, how, how's that going to, like well, Ohio state's never had a good quarterback in the NFL. No. So I, yeah. no, I don't, I, I don't think so. Have we? no 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 we haven't um so it's usually one or the other like either you know a running back succeeds or a quarterback succeeds from from these championship teams like in Ohio State or Alabama or something like that but I can't I can't remember it ever happening where you had a a superstar running back and a superstar quarterback starting in the same league I mean it do they do you implement plays from college like what, what do you do there
1: I don't know. I think it would be weird because especially if, you know, they've obviously been together for at least three years, mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's some sort of like inside jokes that would make it a little tricky, um, you know, if they're like, hey, or if they go off script, you know, and I think that would be the biggest worry. Like, hey, remember how we did it? Um, you know, we used to have a similar play and we, we used to do it this way. Why don't you just do it on this, you know, when we go out there and, you know, that might get dicey. So, uh, it'll be it'll be awesome to watch because I, I think it is a cool storyline. Um, very cool. See where it goes.
0: Yeah, very cool. And you know, especially because they have a great young running back there already, so that that'll be a great one-two punch uh, with the two of those guys. They have some decent talent down there. I'm really curious to see this team, and I think just because of the draft and Urban Meyer and all that stuff, I think they've got to be the favorites for Hard Knocks on HBO, right?
3: I don't think they are. Somebody said they're not eligible because he's a first-year coach. But I don't know. Yeah, why, he, I mean, what does eligible mean? It's not a fucking official program. It's yeah, for b- he fucking yeah, yeah. wants.
2: <laughs> that's what I, I was
3: told. that They're not eligible because of XYZ, but that doesn't sound right to me. They can no, do it. me I, this, neither. If they're going to break that rule, this is, should be the year. This is one of the most compelling stories that's ever happened.
0: I, I agree, and I, I, would lo- I would love to see this team on Hard Knocks right now. Um, I don't know
3: who else it would be unless you do the Packers and you just <sighs> watch – Aaron Rodgers not show up yeah I mean what else would what other team is that exciting
0: yeah Tampa Bay is
3: bringing everybody back but is it
0: exciting not really not really yeah because it's all older guys and all other stuff um with Tampa Bay winning you know looking at the the drafts how everything unfolded obviously Tampa Bay won the (laughs) won the Super Bowl do they repeat
1: um I don't think so I think um, I think they had a great run, um, but to repeat is crazy difficult. Um, and to not, I mean, they haven't really added any pieces. They've kept kind of the whole thing together. Um, and I feel like if you want to do a repeat, you got to freshen it up a little bit. Um, and so uh, I'm I'm not buying it. I think they will do well. I just don't see them winning. The, the whole thing again
3: i mean it's hard to say any of this w- before we un- know what's happening in green bay
0: right i don't care i like i, I don't because i don't think green bay with rogers unless they get him help like we were talking about well, earlier he's not
3: going to be there unless they get him help
0: right so i i think they're kind of out of the equation either they're going to get him help like a julio jones or somebody like that or you know he may or may not play i still don't think that team is good enough i think brady in his second year in that offense with the same guys Better chemistry. Uh, Gronkowski's got a full season under him. He's finally got his legs back. He could have a bounce back year because last year was kind of unspectacular up until the Super Bowl. Shit, I, I would put them at the advantage, and I, I would still put Bucks Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think at this point.
1: Bucks
0: Chiefs. Uh the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs traded for you know one of the best offensive tackles there is. That was their only problem in the Super Bowl was uh, homeboy got hurt, and you know they kept just that defense of, of Tampa kept driving up the middle, but what other weaknesses do they have? Because they, they had everybody coming back. I think the only player they lost that was worth a shit was maybe Sammy Watkins, but, mm. man, he's been hurt so much for the last two or three years. Anyways, it's like, was that really a loss? Yeah, and DeMarcus Robinson's good. Yeah.
3: I mean, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to catch 50 balls. Business. You
0: got McColl so, Hardman, uh, you know. Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill, K- Kelsey.
3: You'd, you'd probably like to have, on a normal team, you'd like to have a guy, a, at least one larger wide receiver on your team because mm-hmm. all those guys are small. Right. Uh, Hill and, and Rock, or, uh, Hill and McColl Hardman are both like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, right? Yeah. But Kelsey kind of plays like a wide receiver. So I maybe know. it neutralizes that. I don't know. And they also have Clyde Edwards-Lear and, and – uh Darrell Williams and their backfield right yeah so Which I, is I, a pretty, that's that's pretty fucking good too. I don't
0: see them slowing down unless Mahomes gets hurt I said Brady's in that second year there Breeze is retired I don't know what's happening in Seattle Russell Wilson wanted out you know the entire offseason now Rodgers wants out of the Packers who else would be coming out of the NFC I guess at that point because you know I know Dak Prescott is coming back and, and Zeke appears to look healthy and and motivated again, but he's coming off a horrific broken ankle. I don't think the Cowboys do anything this year.
1: Who yeah, NFC looks um, looks pretty wide open, um, you know, which does lend to the fact of Tom coming in. But um, you know, Kansas City, I think, you know, with the addition for the offensive line, uh, Mahomes just continuing to get better. Um, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the one, the sleeper one that I'm looking at is the, uh, the Buffalo bills, um, see if they can build on what they did last year. Um, and, and really kind of make a run for it. Um, as the, I think the AFC East, you know, I think Miami is, is low jets are going to be low. Um, I don't know what the Patriots are going to end up looking like. Um, but you know the Bills should be able to get through the AFCs pretty pretty easily.
3: Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, they've got they also picked up Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. um, who's been a bit of a journeyman the last couple of years. But he's always saw, good. You saw it happen. I mean, Stefan Diggs was being wasted in Minnesota. Came over to uh, you know I, I don't know if anybody was debating who was the better quarterback, Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins, but I think everybody's. Pretty aware of who's the best now, right? <laughs> I mean, Stefan Dix had a great season, and you give he a did. guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who's a good up and down the field guy. Now you've got a one two punch. We'll see. I mean, they picked up Matt Breida as well,
0: and he is a. Breida would be great if he could stay healthy, but he, he cannot. Well, we'll
3: see. He's not going to be a primary runner because Singletary's there. Yeah. I think in Buffalo, again, they, they made their defense even better. Yep. For the last five years or so, they've been, either, they've been somewhere in the top three. And both uh, uh, run run their run stop and their pass rush, they added more weapons to that. I mean, all these guys got to do is score a couple points.
0: I know. I Nick, full disclosure, I, I bet a lot on the Bills in that game. It was I I had teased it up to like nine and a half, and I was like, we're good. Who gives a shit? I went yeah, and I was up like thirty six grand. I think I put five grand on that game and just. I got obliterated in it because we, we did a live like watch along. That game was over at halftime. Like, it, I mean, it just <laughs> wasn't close. So hopefully he can make that leap. But I, yeah, I, it's probably Bills versus KC again to go back and know. then Tampa it's, Bay it's versus. So, it's so hard to repeat. I it mean, is, it's, but it's they didn't
3: like four times in NFL
0: history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but they didn't. And, you know, shit. Uh, The NFC, dude, I just don't know who is left. You got all these issues going on on all these teams. I don't know about
3: the NFC, but the AFC has got a lot of interesting teams. The Colts, for example. They just just got a a really great offensive tackle as well. I like Carson
0: Wentz. I think I'm the only one. Nick, do you like Carson Wentz as a quarterback? I just think he needed some weapons around him. I think he could be really good in in Indianapolis.
1: I think he could be, and I think uh, especially being in a dome, it's definitely going to help. You know, I, I think um you know he's got potential uh but you know that's still uh a scary word even when you're this late in your career yeah
0: yeah hot bob how old is carson Wentz? look look that up 28 if he's only 28 i mean shit his best years are out of him uh we got a we get a, one of our producers is a gigantic eagles fans back here he's losing his mind over the fucking carson Wentz debate here uh yeah he's 28 years old i think he's great i just didn't think he had anybody really to throw to it was a b- fucking bunch of garbage town receivers there um he could light it up with like ty hilton those guys it's true. Our receiver was a former quarterback. <laughs> yeah yeah i was ter- it, like the the eagles continue to get worse and worse and uh, uh he's denounced his team i have denounced the falcons um i was amped about the kyle pitts pickup for for atlanta that guy looks like a can't miss prospect
1: Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, You know, I'm intrigued by Atlanta because you just – you never know. Like, you always think, like, oh, Atlanta, they're going to be, you know, decent good, and then you never hear anything about them. Like, they're – I think they're the one of the most flying under the radar franchises in the NFL.
3: Yeah, Matt Ryan's kind of like the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. puts up (laughs) gaudy numbers on (laughs) shitty teams a lot.
0: That's a great analogy, actually. I saw the Westbrook thing where he just broke the records for triple doubles. Um, Last night? Yeah. Beat Oscar robinson and I was like, "Wait, Westbrook did that?" And then at the end of the game, final shot comes down to Russell Westbrook. Perfectly sums up his career, yeah and he just bricks it. I mean, not even close. That was a really ugly shot. Um, (laughs) It was the game. It was game winner. It felt like a you know a teen movie, and all of a sudden, no, no, he just he just bricked that shot at the end. But you're right; his numbers are disgusting. So are Matt Ryan's. Like Matt Ryan's numbers. I, I had this argument with somebody. We did a live show uh somebody came up to me in the audience was just like dude Matt Ryan's numbers aren't as good as you say I was like look him up dude it is (laughs) shocking because it's like you said it's so far under the radar with that dude and he's so kind of just boring when you look at his numbers you're like "Eh." if you'd won one Super Bowl you'd probably go to the Hall of Fame if you kept playing like this for another three or four years I can't imagine
3: he's gonna stay in Atlanta there's no way who Matt Ryan, he's got probably three, if not more, good years left. He, he's absolutely wasted there. He,
0: well, what is he, 36 now? No, he's 34, 35, I think. Eh, it might be 36. Um, either way, he, he doesn't have many, many years left anywhere. So. Sure he does. He's not regressing.
3: He, if, if anything, he, his, his years where he see, appears to regress are when they have devastating injuries to their offense. Right, well, he still well, threw for forty six hundred yards last year. For example,
0: he's ha- but he has the the opposite of what Aaron Rodgers doesn't have. He has like the best talent around him, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and now this this Pitts kid. Um,
3: they're not losing games because of Matt Ryan. No, they're losing games uh, two years ago was because their entire defense was in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, I don't know what the fuck happened last year. I mean, they had no run game, really. They brought over Todd no. Gurley and thought that was going to work out. And it did later in the season, but the first half of the season, they were he was fucking terrible. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. Just because you have good players on offense doesn't mean you're not getting sacked a lot or hurried a lot, throwing bad passes. It doesn't mean your fucking defense is able to stop anybody because theirs weren't. And their they wiped out the
0: coaching staff, so it's new coaches, <laughs> new GM, a uh, whole new system down there in atlanta I, I don't know what to expect out of that team uh and i'm saying that as a fan um yeah i, I want to chat about your barbecue sauce by the way we uh we have the show tailgate legends and we used it on the show after you were here the Mangolds uh 74 BBQ. So we use this og spicy barbecue sauce it's a little sweet but a whole lot of heart a whole lot of heat a whole lot of heat i was so close on that one so close on that one Sometimes you rehearse it and you just you miss it by one letter. Uh, I want to say that my wife won the rib off uh, with your barbecue sauce. Um, it was amazing. The entire office loved it. We are gigantic fans of this. Uh, how's it doing? You said you were working on some new flavors.
1: Yeah, still working on the new flavors. We actually um, ran into an issue with our manufacturer um, where they just um, they weren't able to to keep up with what we needed. So we've. We've hit a bit of a lull because we had to find a new manufacturer, um, and it took a little while to get the the recipes down. Um, because I always thought when you're doing bulk stuff, um, you know, you have your recipe. If it calls for one cup of this, you just multiply it by twenty, and you're good to go. And apparently, that's not how uh, bulk manufacturing of, of food products go. Um, so it took a little while, but we are now uh, very fortunate that we're, we're settled. And the sauces taste fantastic. They're you know exactly what I want. Um, and so we're, we're getting back in production um, and we're going to be having, um, you know, where we're able to send it out uh, a lot quicker now um, mm-hmm. because we have a, a much better um, production going, um, which I'm pretty excited about. But it's been it's been tough these past probably at least a good month to two months where we just we weren't getting any new product in. Um, and so we're we're digging, scraping the bottom of the barrel, um, trying to fulfill orders. Um, but we're we're going to be back and humming, I think, in like the next two weeks.
0: Nick, we got some sponsors yeah. who pay for the show to be on the air. First and foremost is Killcliff.com. Are we just saying Killcliff.com now? Yep. They combine it. Mm-hmm. Look at that! Look at that! Finally, they're they're growing, dude. It's less to remember, which is nice. They're I, they're growing. Well, I think you probably, when you start off with CBD like that, you probably have to do your own and then, you know, because they were doing it before everybody else. They were the only ones to dial in the drinkables as far as CBD goes uh, before anyone else, and I still don't see it anywhere.
3: No, not, not really uh, available
0: retail anywhere for sure. No, not at all. Uh, look, I still love the, the CBD, the 25 milligrams in every single can. Um, the Flame and Joe... Was one of my favorites. Uh, he created his own flavor, which is pineapple and uh, habanero. Uh, now, he's got a new can of Ignites Jalapeno. But yeah, it's
3: now. Oh, is it jalapeno? Yeah. The Ignite, uh, which is the energy version, has uh, got the Flaming Joe as well. Man. Yeah. Uh, it's 150 it. milligrams of caffeine, some B vitamins, zero sugar. Zero sugar? What's the calorie count then? Uh,
0: 20 calories. Shit. For real? Yep. God damn dude they're doing it right yep. Joe Rogan's doing it right that guy doesn't really miss no 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 he doesn't uh, go to killcliff.com today 20% off with the promo code drinking bros and free shipping next up we got my drinkingbros slash drinking bros it appears as if we have our own URL back up and operating which is nice to see now what wasn't nice to see on their end was me picking Canelo in eight and, uh, and winning five grand off that. Sorry about it, my bookie. There's nothing I can do. If you want me to be worse, uh, I'll, I'll, I, I was. I, I have been. I, lo- I lost some. I lost that fucking Bills game that I was talking about earlier. and uh, I, had, I had some big misses towards the end. I was taking big swings towards the end. Uh, but right now, uh, you, can, you can double your deposit up to $1,000 at mybookie.com. Uh, no, mybookieag bookie slash drinking bros uh, doubles your deposit up to a thousand dollars. Or if, if you're uh, already an exi- existing member on there, use the promo code DB10 for an extra ten dollars. Uh, and that look, I'd throw that on a long shot. If you got mm. ten bucks, throw it on a long shot and something and see if you can really get it to come home. You know, like that Derby win would have been nice. That would have paid off. It's red uh, around, around one thirty five.
3: Yeah, there's another race coming up soon too. Preakness this weekend.
0: Yeah, the Preakness, uh, the horse is there, but the trainer is not, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. Well, I'm trying to get a uh, trying to get a T-shirt out by then
3: that's going to be <laughs> commemorating what's been going on lately in the horse racing world. It's going to be super fucked up. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. I'm thinking probably either Friday or Saturday that'll be available as will the merch no way so the merch store will be up probably tomorrow okay and
0: we'll move from there man that would be uh that would be hilarious Mm -hmm. um if that shirt actually comes out that fast it will (laughs) i'm amped i'm amped about it but uh, in the meantime if you're betting on the preakness or uh anything else that's going on man these playing games for the nba are going to be a blast as well that's when, I, that's when I get into it, man. Uh, like these playing games for the NBA is, is when I start to bet on the NBA. I don't do daily NBA picks or MLB picks. Uh, MLB, I'll leave to the professional of, uh, of Danthony Dan Holloway on that one. I don't do daily MLB picks. But uh, when, once we start hitting the playoffs and we get these play-in games uh, and the preakness and shit like that, daddy Daddy starts throwing some cash around. I'm going to be doing it on mybookie.ag slash Bros, where you can double your deposit. Up to $1,000. Uh, and then last but not least is GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, 30% off everything in the entire store. Uh, the pillows are amazing. The, uh, I got to get that 3D mattress, baby. I keep talking about it. You keep fucking teasing me. Uh, but uh, I got to, I got to, I'm, I'm just going to throw it on the cash game. I use my own promo. Oh, fuck it I can't I can't do this anymore I'm back in the house on June June 1st so looking forward to it I think I need the 3d matrix mattress I don't even know what that entails but I want it I want it inside my house and I want to sleep on it because I love everything from my uh my ghost bed I, I do uh I miss it sleeping on the fucking hotel room go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today Where as always they got a 36 month page you go program no interest there and you can couple all these deals together with the no interest deal you can get your own mattress sets for a very, very low price. Go to ghostbed forward slash drinking bros today. Thank you, Nick. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because uh, we're we're dabbling in the uh, the seltzer space as we speak. Getting ready. We have a hard seltzer coming out this fall for the show. When I say hard, Nick, I mean real hard. It's it's eight percent. So uh, nice. Buckle up. Yeah. 150 calories no carbs no sugars uh and you can really enjoy your life on that but i'm dan and i are kind of learning the ins and outs of of the food and drink world as well where uh if you don't have that back end in place uh enough like dude there's it's in the contract too of like hey you got to do x you got to do y and z and you're like whoops i did not know that um so yeah trying to iron out the wrinkles before we go out um we're not in the barbecue space uh but i, I wonder how that works like do you just make because like on, uh, for us we're on the hook for barrels of uh seltzer right so mm-hmm. we have to ship out a certain minimum to meet the distributor's demand every single month um with the barbecue where do you store that and how do you how do you make it
1: um well i let them make it i don't, I don't know what they do with it um And and right now, storing it, um, we just kind of have it pieced all over the place. I have uh, I got a a room here in my house um, that I just have cases and cases of barbecue sauce sitting there. Um, We are very fortunate that we're teamed up with Max Warehouse, which does our online selling for Amazon and Walmart.com and and places like that. Um, And so they store it there. But that is one of the logistical issues of distribution. Um, Being a small, small, small company finding a, a company that would distribute has been impossible. Um, so we are basically our own distributors, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, leads me to, to, you know, whenever I'm selling to a deli or a butcher, or you know, meat market or something, it, the sauce is in the back of my truck and, you know, I, I popped the hood and uh, deliver it. And that's, that's our distribution right now.
0: What you're describing is, is very prohibition right now that you're just meeting somebody in a back alley they hand you cash and then you hand them bottles in a crate or a box is what this sounds
1: like. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's very shady. Um, (laughs) and because like therefore the first, um, this was back in November. Um, and it was the first time I'd gone back into New York city since the pandemic had started. Um, and it it felt like such a shady deal because I was meeting my partner uh, who lives on Long Island. I live in New Jersey. And so the city was kind of our halfway point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was bringing me extra cases that I could uh, deliver to some of the places here in Jersey. And so it really was like a drug deal in New York City where, you know, I pulled up behind him. He opened his trunk, I opened mine. Um, he handed me a couple of cases of barbecue sauce. We we hugged and shook and called it a day and, you know, went on our way. I, was like, <laughs> I feel I feel dirty with what I did there.
0: Is it in cash? Are you just walking away with real cash?
1: Well, no, we'll see. It was my partner. So I, it, he, I'm not buying it. Okay. Him. Gotcha. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But then when I do sell it to, you know, I got a local butcher here that I sell it to Green Village packing. Um, Billy does a fantastic job and, and he's like, he's one of the old, like he's a true butcher. So he's got like the white lab coat on mm, yeah. um, splattered in blood and everything. They're, they're slaughtering hogs in the back. Um, and I'll pull up to his loading dock, unload some cases he comes out hands me a little stack of cash and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll see you in a couple weeks. And it's just, it is, it, it's how, how we're doing things right now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, man. Uh, a lot of places are like, that's, uh, that that's uh, mom and pop place by me, uh, that twisted X, um, brewery, um, uh, when, when we were putting beer on the, on the show? He was like, yeah, man, just, just drive around the back somebody will meet you and put it in the back of your car and i was like man this it really does feel like prohibition right here like but that's what you got to do when you're a tiny con you know small company but people don't understand that they probably look at you and think well it's nick mangold he's rich as shit like i'm sure you know
1: other well, people are
0: doing that, this for him
1: yeah well that's one of the toughest things that i have to try to sell um when i'm talking about the sauce is that it's not, um, this isn't some barbecue sauce company that came to me and said, hey, l- let me put your face on, on this barbecue sauce and, um, you know, we'll just hawk it from there. Like, this is all me from start to finish. Um, and so it is, it is tricky because there's, we have no employees. Thank God we don't have an HR department. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it, we don't have delivery trucks. Like, my delivery truck is my, my car. So it, it's crazy um but it's a lot of fun and i think that's the neat part is um you know as, as we're starting to come out of this fog that uh the east coast has been in with uh, the rona um you know we'll get back to doing things be get back to doing like real tailgates and, and um that's where that's where the real fun comes in uh with having your own sauce being able to, to show up at someone's tailgate and say here give this a try
0: yeah, it'll be a blast. Uh, you know, like, like we were chatting about, we were at the Canelo fight on Saturday night and it was 75,000 people without mask on the week before we were uh, doing a gig at the Kentucky Derby. Same thing, 50,000 people without mask on. People definitely want to party and get back to normal. Um, you know, with us owning a ticket, ticketing company, shout out to Uh we can get all your tickets uh, on there. Um, we kind of get the inside tip, um, th- th- there's these private emails that go out about what to expect for the fall as far as what our numbers go. We were told that the NFL will be at full capacity in the fall. Have you heard that?
1: Uh, that's what the go- New Jersey's governor had mentioned that I think yesterday or maybe two days ago uh, that he expects uh, full capacity for uh, Jets and Giants games.
0: Great, great. Um, because I know it's a state by state thing, but. Uh, you know, we were told behind the scenes that Giddele uh, was really pushing for it, um, so I, I hope it, it comes to fruition. Look, Dallas Cowboys—they don't give a shit. They were—they yeah. were. Well, wide, they're, wide it's open, not the now.
3: Cowboys; it's Texas. Jerry Jones, Murphy in New Jersey is a fucking clown. Yeah, they, yeah. They passed uh, yeah. the legalization of weed about a year ago, I think, and they still don't have a plan to like. They the they passed it was it was made legal, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had X amount of time to come up with a way that they're going to tax it and blah, 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 and all this other shit and ha- still haven't figured out any of it. And by the way, they're in like a $9 billion fucking deficit right now. Yeah. So good luck.
0: Yeah. That's your governor, right?
1: Jersey, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunate. I can
0: see the
3: enthusiasm in your anger. <laughs> 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 fucking clowns.
0: New Jersey, yeah. man. Um, look, our our property taxes are headed towards uh, where yours are in, in New Jersey.
1: Oh, uh, you got a long way to go, I presume.
0: No, no, you do not. Not for I, property taxes, but that's a come on. We you're don't not, have we don't have state taxes guy. here, so they they really jack up the <laughs> the property taxes. I just got a notice yesterday. Did you know that there's a company that will go in and fight your property taxes for you? Yeah, because the state of Texas, in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways, a
3: lot of instances rather, artificially inflate the valuation of your home. Mm-hmm. Right, like right now, people are fucked because. There's a run on the real estate market in Texas yeah, and it's driving up the prices of homes that people already own, even though they're not putting them on, on the market. And that valuation is what you pay taxes on.
0: Right. Well, you put, you pay on the, the dwelling itself and then on the land. Yeah. So I got hit up for, I think it was like a close to like a 14% increase. And I just got this thing in the mail. Well, I lost the first floor of my house during that storm, uh, cause the like six pipes burst and the whole thing got flooded out. So I I have to hire this guy this afternoon and, and say, dude, I wasn't even living in the fucking dwelling. So does that not count this year because half of it was gone? Like I could only live in the upstairs or how's that going to work? And uh, what the, there's a there's a shady thing that I literally I have to call this afternoon. I don't give a shit about talking about this on air because maybe people know more about this than I do. You go and pay these firms in different states, Dan, um, and whatever your tax bill is, Whatever they've saved you, the firm gets 40% of what they've saved you. And then the other, so it is what it is, but it's so odd that I'm like, man, does this happen all the time? Yeah. And all my neighbors were like, oh yeah, yeah, this happens all the time. So uh, I ran into it in Jersey because I used to have a house in Jersey as well, where I was like, Jesus Christ. If these property taxes go any higher, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do here. Um, I ended up having yeah. to sell it, but.
1: Jersey's um. crazy. It, um, I'm stuck here, so I complain about it, but it's still crazy.
0: Why are you stuck there? Like a, a guy like you, is it because of your kids? You want your kids to stay in the same schools?
1: Yeah. Our kids, um, you know, this is all they've ever known. Uh, we didn't really want to uproot them. Um, I like the proximity to the city, um, be able to get anywhere in the world quickly. Um, you know, we, the area that we're at in Jersey, um, you know, we're, I'm 45 minutes from pretty much anywhere in Manhattan um, and I'm 20 minutes from a horse farm. Yeah. So it's like, I get the best of both worlds. Um, And so, you know, it's my wife's roots got, you know, deeper here once we lived, I mean, we lived here. We've now been here 15 years. Um, So it's just, you know, we just kind of got stuck.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of got stuck in Jersey. Uh, I I understand it if look if New York returns to what it was it'll be great Uh, how was it when you drove into the city I haven't been there since the pandemic and Dan and I have flown a a lot of places but not New York ironically so I, I have not been there how is it doing.
1: Not great. Uh, de Blasio has done a, a fantastic <laughs> job of, of doing the worst possible job. Um, and so, like, it's just, it's it's tough. Like, you look at it, and, you know, I took, uh, I took my son in to see a Rangers game, um, and I realized that uh, I haven't been in the city at night in a long while. And, like, we were leaving Madison Square to head to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I've never been worried about being in the city. Um, but for some reason, it was like, all right, you know, buddy, you got to hold my hand. I need you right next to me. Um, let's get to the car and let's get out of here. Like it just, it, it, it's not a good feeling. Like it, it's, it's not doing well.
0: What, What is it? Is it homelessness or cause I, I had that same feeling with my kids in LA. I took my, my, uh, my wife's uh, parents are, are from there. So whenever we go back to town, I'll kind of take them so they can see the grandparents and stuff like that. I had the same feeling, but it was like homelessness and things like that where I was just like, there's just people walking the streets. Like, fucking white walkers and your uh, zombies. And was it? Is that how bad it's gotten there?
1: Yeah, I mean, homeless is bad. Um, probably not as bad as LA because you know, it's still we do have our cold months here. Um, you know, case in point, we'd park the car and in our half block walk to get to Madison Square Garden. Um, they had one of those the constru- flywall construction, plywood uh, construction walls. Um, and the homeless guy there. Uh, he was he stood up out of his wheelchair drop trowel and it was just pissing on the wall in front of, you know, the the kids and it was like, oh shit. Sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> um so it, it, it is homeless. Um and, you know, it, it just it seems like there's a lot of crime these days. A lot of shootings going on. Um a lot of random subway attacks. Like it's just um you know it has it, been tricky to watch.
0: Yeah, defund the police. It 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 seems like it's working.
1: It seems like it It's works. working great, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it
0: is, uh, it is definitely not working out. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your barbecue sauce here again and, and when it will be back up in business. Again, We're huge fans of it here on the show.
1: Yeah, so you can still get on uh, Amazon.com, Walmart.com. Um, you know, we, we still have inventory there, so uh, we should be back to full humming uh, within two weeks. Uh, but check out 74BBQ.com. Um, that's where you can find all the places that it's being sold. Um, and we're trying to ramp up our recipe section there too, uh, to get some stuff out there. So, um, you know, check it out and we'll have announcements of, of what we're doing as, as things open back up. Um, so it, it'll be a good spot for all your information.
0: Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's, it really is genuinely one of the best. Um, do you cook beer canned chicken? We had it at the Texas Rangers game on Friday night.
1: Of course. It's the best way to do chicken.
0: What, so, some people laughed at it cause they left the can in it and all that stuff when they brought it up to us. Uh, but what's bet, best method? What do you got?
1: Uh, yeah. So you beer can chicken, but you gotta make, you gotta remove the can. Like you can't bring the can. Cause they left the, they left the fucking cannon. Yeah. Yeah. They left it in. Yeah. That would be a fail.
0: <laughs> I don't know the world well enough. And I was like, dude, he's coming out today. I'll ask him about yeah. it. Um, yeah they, yeah, they, cause we were in a, in a box like a private box and, uh, you know, you pre-order the menu, and, and I was like, "Well, oh, it's Texas, you know. Let's get the beer can chicken," and the can was still in it. The can of beer was still in the in the chicken. Somebody took a picture of it when, when it was brought in. That's a no-go, huh?
1: That's a no-go. You got to take that can out of there. <laughs> Maybe they just wanted to prove it to us. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, we really use the can of beer. Yeah, we there's really no use reason
3: it. to leave it in though. It makes it gives if you leave it in after it's finished cooking. It, there's a stale beer flavor instead of the actual flavor that you want, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not good. Chuck Liddell was
0: eating it. He said it was great. So who knows? Chuck will probably eat anything, so who yeah, cares? Yeah, he, he ate several people while he was there, too. He ripped some dude's <laughs> arm off. and started chewing on it. Awesome. Uh, Nick, we always uh, love having you on the show. Uh, say your website one more time and, and where everybody can find your barbecue sauce, because it, it is that good, and I, w- I want the word to get out there.
1: Yeah, 74bbq.com. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Nick. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And then today, kids, uh, we, got a, we got a guest in the show. Typically, we, we do the Drinking Bro of the Week right around this time. Yes, you got to come up. Itamashi. you're here. You're here. Come on the show, brother. You took the time. There it is. There it is. Look at that standing ovation from, the, uh, from our producers. Standing ovation.
2: Do I put this on?
0: Yeah, no, you don't have to. Actually, it's for my voice. I'm so loud that, um, you know, it's me. Um, but you put the microphone right up to your 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 mouth there. Gotcha, gotcha. There you go, dude. We are unbelievably grateful to have you here. You have been a day one OG message board guy, um, and you've supported all of our shows across the board since I can remember coming on YouTube. Um, you hit me up on uh, Instagram about, hey, I'm, I'm in town and I'm going to come. I get a bunch of messages, and sorry if I was I was late um, getting back to you, but when I saw it, I was like, hey, come on in. And you're like, dude, it's it's Itamache. And I was like, oh, shit. I see your name every single day. I was like, dude, come on in. Um, what, when did you start listening to the shows? 2018.
2: 2000. Well, actually, yeah, 2018,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because it it feels like – this is a a community in here like I feel like
2: it's a family man yes I love it yeah
0: and you guys know all of each other and you all keep in contact and everything else and whenever you're in town we're just like hey just come in and hang out for the day and drink and uh you know uh do you enjoy it here
2: it's awesome it's awesome I love it here
0: it's weird right it's it's probably a lot bigger operation than than one would expect
2: it definitely is I can see why you guys are so busy like all the time
0: it's weird because it you know a show ends I think you came during Ross Paris Revolution this morning. I immediately had to jump on a fucking phone call with a lawyer and uh and then all the other sets are here are you listening to the other new shows like softcore history and econoblast and all that stuff
2: yeah i'm a big fan of a i'm i'm a kinoblaster, of i yeah. guess that's what it's called all right and then i listen to softcore history to like get me through work and stuff like that yeah it's pretty nice
0: it's awesome man yeah. well dude we greatly appreciate you being here um, since you are here is there anybody you want to shout out that your homies with um, in the message boards for for the Drinker Bro of the week, um, I, I will let I will let you give one away. Oh, uh, the Drinker Bro? Yeah.
2: Oh uh, well, yeah. If I'm gonna give drinking Bro away, it definitely has to be a broet for my mom. It's gonna be a late Mother's Day present. Yeah. But Mama Love, uh, I don't know which camera to look into, but Mama Love's this definitely one right there you go. my number one broette. She's uh, raised me, my brothers, and my sister to have a hard work ethic. She's been a nurse. or she was a nurse for like 30 years and just showed us what it meant to take care of people, what it meant to work hard. And because of all of that, I've been able to become successful in my life. Now I have my own family, my own wife, my own kids. And I remember a lot of things that she's helped us get through when we were younger. And uh, even if she doesn't think it all the time, she's the best person I know. I've never seen anyone go through nearly as much as she has and still maintain that that amount of love and kindness in her heart. So definitely mama love, you know who you are. Wasn't expecting to get on camera today, but you're definitely my broette for life.
0: You know, if you come down and visit, we will always bring people on and have them be the drinking bro of the week and give yeah. it away. Just, I look, we're, we're, we're grateful, man. And um, hey, I'm real. grateful for you guys. Yeah, because I mean, all this support and, and everything we go to, like everything we go through, it wouldn't be possible without the listeners um and uh and your support every single day we literally see you in the message boards every single day um and it's awesome so we're we're unbelievably stoked that you're here and uh and then we i think we're recording one more episode today you'll you'll get to see a full day today
2: i'm pretty excited if i'm gonna shout out anyone definitely the nooners definitely even like the nooners anyone who shows up to the message boards if it's their first time whatever you guys come into the message boards. We watch the show together. It's like sitting at home, drinking with your buddies, and just having a good good time. So, yeah, all of you guys, whether you come in all the time or not,
0: yeah. love you guys. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and we love you sincerely. Uh, usually at the end of the show, you know, we throw it over and say, Hey, for D'Anthony to Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson, but this is Itamache uh this is this is the drinking bros this is what it's all about uh good afternoon everyone i think we're going live uh again this afternoon if i'm not correct on drinking bros podcast right yes yes we are this afternoon. Um,
1: yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) you guys always hammer that because i'll always say a time and you'll be like yeah go ahead and tack on 30 minutes to that you see why what is that dan checks for something or something important yeah uh hilarious uh thanks for being here buddy uh, it, it me. means the world for real um yes yeah, so stay tuned. uh we'll prop pop over to drinking bros here oof you're gonna uh, 45 minutes maybe an hour I, yes i think somewhere in there right now <laughs> dan's like now i want to get the fuck out of here now uh <laughs> soon very soon uh thanks for joining us good night again.